Welcome to The Fifth Palette Almost Killed Me, a show that gives you a behind-the-scenes look at starting and growing a consumer packaged goods business. I'm your host, Heather K. Terry. I'm a New York City area-based consultant, and I've advised and had key roles in not only my own brands, but with dozens of others as well. My main objective is to help you avoid the many mistakes I've made or been witness to in my 10-plus years as an entrepreneur. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today's topic is an awesome one with an awesome personality and entrepreneur. Today, we're going to talk about building your brand through relationships with influencer Nitika Chopra. Nitika Chopra has been a leader in the wellness industry since she founded her blog in 2010. As the host of the talk show Naturally Beautiful on Z Living, and as the on-air expert for Fresh on QVC, Nitika has always empowered women to use beauty as a tangible access point to self-love. Known for her straightforward tone and intense vulnerability, Nitika recently took everything she had learned from suffering with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis for the past 27 years and created a conversation about self-love in the chronic illness community. With her experience in public speaking, her highly engaged social media following, and her raw and honest writing that she shares on her weekly blog, Nitika is determined to get honest with her audience so that they can get honest with themselves in a way that truly transforms lives. You can also find her doing weekly content in her free Facebook group, the Chronic Illness Crew, and daily on her Instagram at Nitika Chopra. Let's get started. Hi. Hi. Hi, Nitika. Hi, (laughs) I am, uh, we're we're recording already. I don't know if you know that. Um, So here we are. And um, I'm really excited to have you on my podcast, The Fifth Palette Almost Killed Me. As you know, you're one of my favorite people on the planet, and I have watched as your business and following have grown. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so pumped. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so we've known each other since the beginning of our careers, and I remember the early days of Nibmore and how enthusiastic you were about the brand. I basically wanted to give you whatever you asked for. <laughs> I thought you were like the <laughs> coolest person ever for even asking me. And um, can, <laughs> can you um, can you give our listeners a brief overview of how you got into business and how it has evolved for you over the years? Sure. Well, yeah, thanks again for having me. I'm honestly so pumped. Um, I love listening to your podcast. So this is really exciting. And I adore you. So this is like extra exciting. Um, But yeah, I I started my business about nine years ago um, in March of 2019. It'll be be nine years. And um, yeah, I started because I really wanted to have my own talk show. 
And I feel crazy when I say that out loud because I literally had no resources, no connections, no experience, no, like nothing to start with. Um, well, you say it, you think you say it sounds crazy, but if anybody like saw you and met you and like felt your energy, they would know immediately why you had that dream. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I guess like it worked out. So I guess it's not that crazy, but at the time it just felt so strange, you know, because I, I had started my company because not only because I wanted a talk show, but I had had this really pretty intense story with my health. And so like, I had this desire to be on camera and to create content and all of these things, but I also always wanted it to be rooted in service and in creating content that can really help other people. So, you know, I saw Oprah and I was like, obviously that would be a normal next step. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I decided that I wanted to have that. And then I, I created this online platform and uh, it was called Bella Life. And I had that for about five years. And it was an online magazine where I had like over a hundred contributors writing for me and we put out content every day pretty much. And that was really great. And then through that was where I did these, what I called colorful conversations. And I would have these events and I would beg Heather to give me chocolate. And I loved it so much. And um, yeah, and I just created this really cool community and conversation. And, and again, like just created a ton of content around just helping other people. And, and it's evolved so much. I think initially it was like, oh, I'm just going to do this health and wellness thing and see where it goes. And then not totally understanding my voice and what exactly I was meant to say, although I knew I was meant to say something specific, Um, but constantly trying to figure out what that was and moving forward and doing things anyway. And then, you know, throughout the years, I focused on self-love and now I focus on self-love, but with a real intense focus on the chronic illness community. And I continue to create content on TV and through events and online. So, yeah. That's me. That's what you've done. Okay. So I really view you as a brand builder and I know like you're all, you're already and you know, people kind of use that word influencer, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're an influencer, but really an influencer is really a brand builder and you've built not only your own personal brand, but you've helped a lot of other brands with your influence, right? Hence influencer, mm-hmm. I guess. So do you <laughs> find like in, do you find that there's a difference between dealing with the messaging around your own brand versus dealing with a company? Um, I mean, I think from my position, it's like everything I do always just has to be really an in, in integrity. So Um, If I'm work, do you mean like if I'm working with a brand or like if I'm a bigger brand versus I'm a one single person? I mean, like when you're dealing with a brand off Mm. of your own brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Usually the way that it works is like a couple of different ways. One, I'll find brands that like I already just feel such an affinity for and I either already use or know people who love the brand. And so it's kind of a natural progression of me knowing how to mold the two and create like a really authentic conversation. But then the other way that it works a lot of times is people will come to me and say, you know, we've seen you on Instagram or whatever. And then they'll say like, we want to, you know, have you do a sponsored post or we want to create content with you or create products or whatever it might be. And I really have to sit with it and say like, 
one is this aligned with the goals and the dreams and the vision that I have for my own personal future and then work backwards from there. If the answer is yes, then say like, okay, well, how am I going to be of service if I share this particular thing? And then how, like, what kind of content can I create that's going to be, you know, unique and and actually engaging to my audience um, and all of that. So I don't know if I answered your question, but <laughs> that's, that's how I, that's how I work when I, when I work with brands. No, look, I think that's a really important point. And I know we've talked a little bit about this personally, cause we're, we're also friends, but, um, yeah. you know, just about that whole idea that like you have a personal brand and then there are companies that you deal with. Right. And how those yeah. two things like really come into alignment. Right. And making sure that you are offering a unique and authentic perspective, right? Like not just taking on any company that comes along um, because that can result in a really negative experience for everybody, but taking on the people who are really in alignment with your message and what it is that you're trying to do for your community, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I don't work with anyone. I mean, I've always said, you know, I know you, you've acted in the past. Like I tried to act in my mid twenties and I was so bad at it. I'm like, I just can't be fake, you know? And so, and it's like a blessing and a curse. Cause like the people who know me know that they're going to just always get the truth, you know? But then like a lot of the other part of it is that like, I have to kind of shut down or not engage when I don't like something because I right. just can't be fake, you know? So yeah. So if a brand comes to me, and it's not aligned or, you know, maybe I, th- this is such a small business is such a small, you know, world in some ways. Like if I've heard someone that I'm friends with had a bad experience with them or, you know, the product isn't the best or mm. whatever. Yeah. I just can't, I just cannot, I just cannot. And that's like, also, I'm a very spiritual person as I know, you know, and that's also where like my faith comes in a lot, you know, of just knowing like, okay, like, man, this check could be real nice right now. And this would be really awesome to say yes to this thing. But I have to trust that this doesn't feel right. And if I say no to something that's not the right thing, like I'm making room for the right thing to come in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think this is really important because I think that a lot of business owners and a lot of entrepreneurs, I think sometimes, especially when you're starting out, and I remember this from back when I had Nibmore, especially, you know, there's so many people coming at you. They want things, you know, they want free stuff. They want this, they want that. And I remember like moments where my, just my antenna would be up and my whole body would be screaming, no, this is not the right thing. Like nothing's going to come out of this. And I knew that intuitively, but yeah. like, then we did it anyway. And then it felt really, really bad. And yeah. sometimes some of those experience could be really lucrative, like lucrative from this perspective of like, you, you know, you paid somebody a lot of money or you, this, or, you know, whatever it is, right. Mm-hmm. It can seem like a really big deal, but ultimately you may not really walk away with anything or you may, Mm -hmm. you know, even worse, walk away with a really bad experience. Oh my gosh. Totally. Yeah. I feel like, like being an entrepreneur is really about learning how to trust yourself. Honestly, like that's been a huge, even just this year, it's been a huge message for me. Like we kind of always, not always, but a lot of times if we just give ourselves the space and the time to really hear what we're feeling like that, 
you know, full antenna, oh my God, don't do this, like message and not plowing through it and just being like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. if we just stop and listen to it, we could save ourselves a lot of headache and hassle, but it takes time to know that we need to do that. You know, it takes time to know that we need to do that. So I think that's a really great point, that that's like a huge part of it for sure. Absolutely. So, you know, relationships and who you surround yourself with, I think is really, really key. And so mm-hmm. what are what are some of the best practices for building relationships in a business? Because I really think that you're, you are sort of a relationship builder uh, expert in a lot of ways. Like you've just built a network of people who um, I feel like are really, really powerful, you know, not only for you personally, but from a business perspective. And so basically I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out like, if I was going to say to my audience out here, you know, these are the five things that every business owner should be doing to build relationships and a powerful network. What would those things be? Yeah. I mean, there's lots of different things that you can do. I think for me, the handful of things that I've done um, for starters, you know, when we talk about like trusting ourselves, a big word that comes up for me is boundaries. And that is like another way of thinking about it. So while you're starting your business, yes, like volume matters. It's important to say, you know, yes, I'll have coffee with as many people as possible and all of that. But after a certain point, I really had to create boundaries and there was, it wasn't even that far in, right. It was like, I had to say yes to a lot of people, but then I had to be really conscious of the people that I was saying yes to and allow myself to say no a lot too. And so when I would come across somebody that I would be interested in knowing more about and interested in connecting with, I would kind of check in and say like, is this person aligned with like my value system? Is this person aligned with you know, what I'm up to? Is this like an inspirational connection? Because like, I just love their energy, like kind of have clarity for myself before I even try to connect with the person. Um, But then also be okay with saying no a lot. And like when people try to create relationships with you, giving yourself the ability to only focus on the relationships that are really calling you, if that makes sense. And I say that only because, and I start with that only because it can be very draining for some people to try to create really like authentic, you know, consistent relationships. And so the first thing that comes to mind is like, have some parameters around it and don't burn yourself out. Um, And then the other thing that I think is really important, and I think it's probably the most important thing, is to come from a place of service when you meet people. So, for example, this is like, you know, the best example that I have is, um, I have a lot of examples like this, but one of my friends is um, Lev Glasman, who is the founder um, and CEO uh, or co-founder of uh, Fresh, the skincare company. And I ended up working with him and being on QVC for, for the brand, and which is, you know, the brand is owned by LVMH. So it's like a really huge brand. And Lev was actually on my talk show years ago. And I remember when I first met him, of course, the natural thing to think is like, oh my God, he's, you know, the head of this huge beauty brand. Like maybe we could work together someday. You know, that's like a very natural thing to think. But as much as I thought that, I, I've trained myself to kind of let that go 
and say, okay, I hear you almost like you're having a conversation with yourself, but then Mm -hmm. focus on, you know, the service in the conversation. So when I decided to kind of pursue a friendship with him, which I did, I pursued being friends with him before we ever talked about working together. I really would always come to our hangouts and our coffees and our breakfasts, trying to see like, how can I support you and what you're up to right now? You know, like I, you're, you don't owe me anything, right? Just because you have like, right. this huge empire doesn't mean that like I'm entitled to a seat at the table, you know? And I think that has really helped me so, so much because then what ends up happening is like, I end up leading with my heart. I end up leading with service, leading with love. And it's incredibly honest, right? Like I'm not doing that to manipulate him to think that he's going to hire me one day. I never thought ever that we would work together in the capacity that we ended up working together, but he's getting to know me for me, you know? And then if he's inspired, then he can genuinely say, and that's exactly what happened. You know, we were out to dinner one night and he was just describing like this QVC thing. And he was like, oh, you know, it's so challenging. He's got to fly all over the world and then wake up at 3 a.m. and do these QVC spots and like finding somebody who's good on camera and, you know, knows the brand and all these different things. Like it's challenging. And I swear the universe just like pulled it out of my mouth. And I was like, hey, you can hire me to do that. <laughs> like, And I never thought he would ever yeah. say yes, you know, so um, and, and he did, he was like, that's a really good idea. I'm going to call my team in the morning, but that wasn't why <laughs> that wasn't why I was hanging out with him. And there was a very big level of like detachment on my end too. Right. I'm like, I'm going to say, it's like you ask a friend to go to the movies, you know, it's like, you don't care if they say yes or not. It's not a big deal. It's like that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so those are a couple of the things that, you know, have come up for me. Um, in, in relationship building, do you want me to just like keep going or (laughs) no, I mean, I think those are great. I think that like a lot of people think that relationship building kind of has to be, you know what I mean? Like that they have to like seek some kind of end results. Right. And, um, I think that that's such a great point that you make that like be around the people that you feel like have the same frequency as you, right. That you feel like, wow, I feel comfortable. This person, they're part of my tribe they're the same vibe all of that right and that like you just never know what's going to come mm-hmm. out of that and I think that that's just so important is to not have any expectations on it to just be true and and really allow yourself to just be present and that it will kind of take care of itself yeah right? I think being true and being present you know are really great ways of thinking about it because I think when you like Yeah, in all of these relationships, I mean, they're sure, like I have some friends that are editors at magazines and I, you know, and or they're high up in a magazine or or something like that. I'm sure there's a part of us that's like, that's got a working, you know, tone to what we what we talk about when we hang out and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's also based on, Mm -hmm. like, you don't owe me anything just because I'm sitting here having coffee with you doesn't mean that like, you have to feature me in your magazine or you have to do you know what I mean? So it's like, I know that yeah. But it does also kind of make it easier to ask a favor, yes. right? Like it does make it easier to be like, hey, I'm doing this. Like maybe it's of interest yeah. to you. And I think that that's 
the part that entrepreneurs really miss because I hear a lot of people who start businesses who just say like, I'm not great at networking. I'm not great at, it's not about that. It's not about like going to every single Mm -hmm. networking event and like forcing yourself on people. It's about finding the people that like you feel good with. And you're like, oh, I could see my, like it is, a lot of it is about sort of friendship and synergy and not so much about like, let me seek out the person in the room who can help me the most, right? Like that's not, and I think so many people think of it that way. It makes them feel really gross, you know? And, and when you feel that way about it, you can't help but walk into any room of, of networking or meeting people and like, they They smell smell it on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was just going to say is like, I have a lot of friends that are in pretty, you know, high positions of influence and and whatever. And I am sometimes with them with the, when those people (laughs) come up to them and just kind of, you know, their eyes are wide open and they're just like, Oh my God, like, you know, and it's not the people who are like, just fans and and genuinely very sweetly like in acknowledging them and excited to meet them and that's that's a different thing but it's those people who they are excited to meet them and they are excited to meet them because they want something from them you know and it's kind of that's also yeah. like where the boundaries come into place too because whether you're on the side where you're trying to get connected to those people of influence or you're on the other side where you are a person of influence it's like, you know, one is entitled, you know, and that's the way I think about it is totally. like, you know, I have, I have some friends that they get asked all the time to, you know, post, can you post this for me on my, your stories? Can you do this? Can you do that? You know, and so it's crazy. just, it's like not polite or kind really at the end of the day. So coming at it from a place of, you know, I, I'm here to serve you. Like, I remember when I first met um, my dear friend, Stacey London, who, you know, she's a style icon. She's on TLC's What Not to Wear for a decade. Like, just such an amazing, amazing person. And I had watched her my entire childhood, you know. So obviously, I knew exactly who she was. And I was just like, okay, this is crazy. We found out we both have psoriasis. So like we bonded over that. Oh We're like psoriasis sisters. And not once have I asked her to like post something for me or, you know, I invited her to my dinner that I had with you um, that you were at also recently, you know, but it, that was as my guest, like you can, you know, I want you to come and enjoy the experience, but not once did I say, oh, I need you to post this. I need you she has hundreds of thousands of followers. You know, of course, of course, if she posted something for me, it would be helpful. But I'm not entitled to her following. She worked her butt off for that following. You know, so having that grace and understanding, like, I, you know, friendship is different. And like, starting from that place of friendship, then she genuinely cares for me. And because she genuinely cares for me, she naturally wants to invite me to things and she naturally wants to include me in things. It's not, you know, that she's doing me a favor. She, she thinks about me more because we're genuine friends, you know? Absolutely. So that's a huge part yeah. of it. This is, this is funny because um, I actually have a funny story about my friend, Rachel, who used to be the Whole Foods, uh-huh. one of the Whole Foods buyers. And she was notorious for being sort of this tough nut yeah. to crack. And you know, Nib Moore was presented to her and she outright rejected it. And I wasn't in the meeting. And then I went and basically like stalked her mm-hmm. to find out where I could meet her. Cause I heard things about her and I was just like, Hey, I want, I'm like, can you help me? Like, I basically went to her and I went, I met her at this event. I was like, I need your help. 
I know you rejected us, but I wanted you better. And I want to know what you want from us. And we sat down and we had dinner and we like, we became friends. And she was like, Heather, this is your problem. And she like gave Mm -hmm. me the list. And then I went Mm -hmm. home and I was like, okay, we need to fix this list. And then we fixed it. And her and I like just became friendly. I was like, Hey, what do you think of this? And I like brought her in on that process. And she was like, you are like the kind of entrepreneur I want to see all the time. The person who like doesn't throw herself at me, but like says, what do I need to do? And then Mm -hmm. takes that really seriously and goes and does it. And, you know, we've been friends now for years and I like did her wedding cake and all different kinds of crazy things. But like we, you know, the funny thing was, is like it, for me, it came from a place of like, Hey, I want to get this product out there. And I know you have a certain criteria and like, help me help me because mm-hmm. I'm not giving you what you, what you need. And I need something from you, but you also need something from me as a brand. And so like, help me give that to your audience. Right. Right. I took a completely different perspective with it, but it's like the same with somebody on that level. I think it's so profound, right? Like mm-hmm. imagine sort of like what can happen out of that. Yeah. And I think like what I hear and what you're saying is like you, one, you didn't feel in, in, entitled and in, you know, that she should have just accepted you because you had a great product. And I think like there's a level of respect that you gave her, right? Like in just inherently in saying like, I actually really respect your opinion and I know, you know what you're doing. And so, you know, would you be so kind as to like, show me how I can do this better? You know, but it's not like, I mean, I know I keep harping on this word entitled, but I mean, I I think it's a really important word. It's kind of like the opposite of grace. And like, I try to include grace in everything that I do. And so like, yeah, I hear that. And what you just said is like, you weren't like, Hey, I'm going to find this girl and like, make her like me and make her like, you know, take my product and she doesn't know what she's talking about. You were like, I'm so interested. Like, I want to learn more. Like, this is important to me. Like, I hope I can connect with her. Like, let me see like how I can do that, you know? And there is a lot of humility in that, which I think is a very different approach than people tend to do when they get rejected, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So let's talk, let's talk about that a little bit because um, obviously we, you, me, everybody who's listening to this podcast has relationships, but what do you do when a relationship goes south? You know, do you have a way of dealing with that specifically? Like it goes so poorly that you're like, oh my God, I have to get like, get this person or this company or this whatever out of my, like out of my realm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have work-wise, I don't have that happen as often. I think But what I do, I think part of why I don't have that happen as often is because, again, I'm harping on this other word, boundaries, but I really try Mm -hmm. to have very strict boundaries. And a part of why I do that, there's a hundred reasons to have strict boundaries. But for me, the reason why I do it the most is because of my health. I deal with a lot of health stuff. And so to me, my brain has literally been trained to say like, okay, if Heather emails me and she wants me to do this thing for her, and even though I love this person and think she's great, I know that that's going to exhaust me and I'm gonna, not going to feel great when I do it because it's in the middle of a launch or whatever, right? I'm making up something, right? And I'm going to say yes to you and then I'm going to resent you and hate you for it. 
Okay. Exactly. So I just kind of trained myself because that resentment and anger really makes me physically sick as it does for most people. It's just some people can, you know, be in denial about it more than others. Um, so what I tend to do is that's like the first thing to try to not have things go to a sour place is to be extra, extra strict about who I let into my atmosphere, my work environment, and who I let into like my energy portal of like what I can actually do. And then if things start to feel like they're not in a good place, um, I will be the person to usually say, I'd really love to get on the phone with you. That's like one thing that I do. Um, because I, I honestly am, am a person who like really tries to listen and like understand the other person's point of view. And I feel like if I come at them with love and kindness, then like I can say no to just about anything and not upset them. Does that make sense? It's mm-hmm. like you can dump, you can yeah. dump someone with love and not upset them. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my secret weapon is just be nice. <laughs> like who would have thought? <laughs> you know, it's a miracle. Um, but really, I found that like it takes so much anxiety out of my own mind and like out of my own situation. And if I just say like I had this is so embarrassing, but I had this like customer service person who like was given to me to help me like one-on-one for this like service that I signed up for or whatever and it's like a virtual customer service person okay so she was like like assigned to me and she stopped responding to my emails and then like I know like she was following me on Instagram this is literally so embarrassing I cannot even believe I'm telling you oh my God. she was following me on Instagram <laughs> and then I noticed that she blocked me on Instagram okay and oh, I was man. like I am having this is a nightmare like this is a freaking customer service person like what am I why am I up at night like thinking about this customer service person this is ridiculous <laughs> okay so oh, wow. I let myself I know it's, it's so embarrassing this is amazing. Love- this is amazing. I love that you like knew she was following you on Instagram. Yeah, because well, I have one of those apps that like shows yes. you when someone blocks you. And so like yeah. whatever. So I, I check it every once in a while. And I was like, she blocked me? Like what? Who? Bl- I have exes oh that haven't even blocked me. Like what is that? This is so weird. So then I got into my head and I was like, oh my God, I must have done something really horrible. Like I don't understand. That's like so weird. People don't usually act that way with me. And then I like let myself feel that for like maybe, you know, a a day or whatever. And by the end of the day, I was just like, okay, I'm really clear and confident. I didn't do anything wrong. I looked back at all of my exchanges and I didn't do anything wrong. So then I gave myself a few days to just like not be so charged around it. And I emailed her and I was like, First of all, she showed up again and acted like nothing was wrong. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? This is so awkward. <laughs> so then I emailed her and I said, hey, like, I'd really love to get on the phone with you this week. Like, let me know if you have time, you know? And we ended up getting on the phone and I told her exactly how I was feeling. And I was like, I feel so silly that this is happening, but I noticed X, Y, Z things And I'd really love to know if I did something to offend you or to upset you, because that's just not the way that I try to treat people or operate, you know, in my business. 
Um, and so it's really important to me. But I came at her with so much love. And, like, trust me, the first half of me wanted to be, like, what the hell is wrong with you? How could you block me? I'm so insulted. You know, like, the 12th grader in me wanted to, like, have a freaking tantrum, you know? So I think that's also yeah. really helpful of just, like, giving yourself space like letting yourself calm down from like whatever might have chart like gotten you charged or triggered and then like seeing how you can best come at it with love um between that and boundaries I mean you really shouldn't be coming up against like too much I mean you know insanity in in your business I think if you're really being diligent about it like if you have a client that you feel like isn't working, you you should get the muscle or hopefully you can get the muscle of just saying like, this isn't working for me. I'm I'm out. I'm I'm not going to do this anymore, you know, and then it won't drain you so much. Yeah. And I love this because, you know, I think a lot of people get really caught up in the let my let me let my 12th grader come mm-hmm. out, and, like say everything she wants to say. Um, which is, it's really draining and it's really time consuming and it, it is time everyone that you could be spending doing other things to move your business forward, (laughs) right? You get, you get caught in that drama and it just, it will suck the life out of your day and, and whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I have like one, like I told one friend, I was so embarrassed. (laughs) Literally. I literally told one friend and now your entire audience about this situation. But I did. I told like one of my friends and I was like, okay, this is really embarrassing, but I just need to tell somebody because I feel insane right now and I don't understand what's happening. But I didn't let myself tell five friends or 10 friends. I said, okay, I'm going to talk to this one friend and get it out and feel heard and and then move on, you know? Yeah. And we're all allowed to do yeah. that. It's just, I think more of what I'm trying to say, and I think what you said really eloquently is that, you know, if you come at, if you take a minute, you kind of diffuse whatever it is that you're feeling and say, okay, I, I acknowledge I'm feeling this. I want to go yell at this person, but I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to approach this like an adult. I think that you get a lot more accomplished. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I have one last question for you before I let you go. Um, And that is that there are a lot of people who are starting or growing businesses who listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. What keeps you going when things get tough? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, the honest answer is my intuition And like the message that I've gotten ever since before I started that this work is much greater than me. Like it's not even really about me, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that keeps me going always. Like I'm just always like every time, because I've had lots of tough times, lots of ups and downs with my business. And the times that it's been really challenging, I'll just do that check where I'm like, is this still what I'm meant to be doing? Is this still like, Mm. (coughs) excuse me, is this still, you know, the path that I'm supposed to be taking? Am I still going in the right direction? I I do those check-ins constantly. And, you know, I had a couple of years there um, in 2016 and 2017 that were so challenging. And I felt like, Every time I turned a corner, I just wasn't getting the yeses that I was used to. And I wasn't getting 
you know, the flow that I was used to and, and all this stuff that was like, so it felt so effortless in some ways before the law was a lot of work, but it just felt like it was in sync. It kind of got out of sync for a couple of years there. And every time I felt like I would just be like, is this still it God? Like, is this still what I'm supposed to be doing? And it always came back as a yes. Mm -hmm. So when that would come back as a yes, then I would say, okay, all right. And that feels very clear. That feels very true. That feels undeniable. So now what, what's the next action that I can take? Even if it's just one thing, maybe I send one email to one person about this one idea that I have, you know, and that's the only thing that feels right today. I'm going to do that one thing, you know? Um, but I think that's really been what it is. It's like, I, there are lots of times, there's never been a time where I've like wanted to give up on my whole dream or anything, but there's been a lot of times where I've been really tested that I was afraid that I was like wrong about the dream, if that yeah. makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that totally makes sense. I think a lot of, on, you know, I, I do think people get so miserable in what they're doing or it gets too hard and they don't ask themselves that question. I think that's like really, really amazing um, insight, Nitika, because I think sometimes people do cross the line and they should quit and they don't ask themselves that question because they have so much on the line, you know, so much mm -hmm. money, so much time, so many resources, so much family, whatever it is, right? So many people counting on that. They should close their doors and ask that question and really stop to answer that question, answer that question. But mm -hmm. um, some people stay in their businesses. I, oh, I yeah. think that's a really, um, that's a really powerful thing to be able to just say, I'm going to stand back a second, sure that this is still what I want and still what is serving others. And um, is still something that's useful in the world. Right. Yeah. And also like, I think a lot about like, when you say that, that, that brings up a good point too, about how people put all this pressure on themselves. Like they have to, you know, do this now because they said that they were going to send a newsletter out every week. Like, Oh my God, their whole world's going to fall apart. If they don't send a <laughs> newsletter out. Like, I remember when I first started my business, I felt that so strongly. Like I was doing my newsletter for a solid year without stopping and then I don't know what it was, like, whether I just wasn't inspired in that moment or my health was giving me issues or whatever, you know, mix of things were happening. And I really didn't feel up to writing my newsletter. And I literally thought the world was going to collapse. And then I cut to six months later, I took a six month break from writing my newsletter and it still didn't matter. You know, like I did what I could do and I kind of had to train myself to know that as long as I'm doing my absolute best that I can do in that moment and I'm doing everything I can to move things forward, it's okay. Like I wrote the rules. I'm the one who told people I was going to send a newsletter out once a week. Like I can break the rules if I want to, you know, and what's the point of doing all of this if I'm going to be miserable while I'm doing it, you know? So all of those different nuances I think make such a difference and and moving forward and like if you're having those moments of feeling like yes this is what I want but I can't keep doing it the way I've been doing it or no actually I thought I was going to be this you know xyz person and now I realize oh my god that's totally not what I want to do who cares you're the one who said you wanted to do it in the first place you can say you don't want to do it anymore 
<laughs> you <laughs> exactly. know, it's so, so true. I love that. I love that. Um, okay. Well, Nitika, you are just a beacon of light. I've, you know, I just adore you everyone. Um, I know I mentioned it before, but please follow Nitika Chopra on Instagram at Nitika Chopra. Um, there'll be a link to her Instagram profile on the Heather K. Terry website. And, um, just thank you so much for being here. You're so awesome. You're so awesome. Thank you for having me. I can't, I can't wait to do more with you. This is awesome. Awesome. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I hope you enjoyed that very candid conversation with Nitika Chopra. She is one of the most fantastic people that I know uh, in this world and also just a fabulous uh, business person. So I was really excited to have her on and share her perspective with all of you. Remember, the fifth palette almost killed me, always comes out on Tuesday afternoons. To get past and current business templates and tools, go to my website at heatherkterry.com and sign up for our newsletter. If you have an idea or question for the podcast, go over to anchor.com or download the Anchor app where this podcast is hosted. And what's really cool is that you can leave me a voicemail question or idea. It's really neat. Check it out. There are no bad ideas or suggestions, and I want to know what you need. So get over there and let me know. We want to hear from you. Now, get out there and do something to move your business forward. Till next time.